Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Oscar, thanks for uh, spending some time here. Uh, As I understand, you're actually uh, back here in Pittsburgh, so that's uh, obviously an encouraging sign. It's not necessarily meaning anything at this juncture as far as return to play. We'll let that to uh, to all the, uh, the the experts, if you will, the the players and the owners. But uh, you, as the pitching coach, you're trying to keep one foot in front of the other, and um, you've been like herding cats here, I, I would think, trying to coach in the midst of a pandemic. It's got to be pretty crazy. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, and I, I am in Pittsburgh. I, I just got here last Sunday, and uh, uh, you know, for one thing, just excited to be here and excited to you know touch the stadium grass uh, for a change as well. So uh, what are you doing with the guys? There's a number of guys that are back in the city as well. I believe uh, Tyone, Brault, Musgrove, Kella, uh, among others, are, are here that you have an opportunity to actually do some in-person work with. So that's going to be exciting. No, absolutely. Yeah, and, um, you know, first and foremost, uh, just going into the building, um, we're doing a great job of, of making sure everybody gets checked, everybody everybody follows uh, protocol, uh, making sure we're wearing our masks before uh, uh, we get into the building and in the building and uh, um, making sure we're doing the same thing when we're on the field with the guys. But, yeah, it, it feels good, you know, with the handful of guys we do have here and uh, having the ability to have that one-on-one time with these guys and, and work on, on some things that we've been talking about over the phone or over Zoom or FaceTime it has been great. So as far as Tyone is concerned, Oscar, where is he at with his recovery, and what are you doing with him as, as he returns from injury? Uh, he's following his progression. You know, he, he has a progression that, um, you know, obviously uh, that's coming off the of Tommy John have, and he's, he's throwing, uh, obviously, a little bit here. So uh, he's probably about to 90 feet, but uh, just making sure uh, the first thing is that he feels good. You know, he feels good about his body, about his arm. And just really working on some lower half uh, adjustments that, that we've been talking about and that he's been working on on his own and with the guys in uh, Pirate City since he's been there. And he, he's been doing a great job. So as far as all the benchmarks and being on track, if you will, he's he's there? He's checking all of his boxes? As of right now, yeah. As of right now, there haven't been any setbacks. As of right now, he's doing everything exactly according to the plan that he had. Oscar Marine, Pirates pitching coach, uh, is here. So um, trying to keep these guys on point, uh, how, how would you describe the, the readiness um, of guys and where they are at as far as, like, say, hey, we're green-lighted 
and we're going to get back into activity. How much buildup, I guess, are, are they going to need? It, it, it's hard to quantify uh, in the midst of a pandemic, but I'm, I'm hoping you can maybe do that for me. Yeah, well, um, obviously everything is new to us, right? And obviously new, new to myself and working through a pandemic, just like every other pitching coach in the league. Uh, one thing we feel really confident about is that as soon as we left um, Florida, um, they took about a week or so to find somewhere to throw, to work out, and find facilities to be able to do that. And within that second week, we started throwing again. Um, and we uh, worked into a progression that built us all the way up from sides to two sides a week to live BPs and for starters, uh, getting up and down live BPs to where, you know, we feel pretty confident about where our guys are at. And they, they've uh, already touched the multiple inning benchmark when it comes to that. So, for instance, in a side session that Joe Musgrove is going to do or that uh, Stephen Brault is going to do, take me through like what they're doing now and what that all entails, if you don't mind. Um, we'll just say, for example, I'll just, I'll just say uh, Joe Musgrove um, and what he's doing now. So he's been built up to go uh, multiple inning light BPs, right? So he would basically be on a five-man rotation, let's just say. Mm -hmm. So he would we would go off of the live BP, say he's thrown uh, three innings uh, the last time out. From there, he starts his regular five-day progression and will throw off of the mound uh, two hitters um, every five days with a bullpen in between. What does that translate to uh, actual uh, a game stressor? You know, because obviously game situations are, are much, much different. Uh, is there a, a direct translation? There's a direct translation, and, and I think the buildup in itself has uh, picked up intensities as they went along, right? So bullpens uh, are a certain intensity, so then we picked up the two bullpens a week, which just touches another different intensity, uh, which then we went into facing hitters that touches another level of intensity because automatically when you have somebody in the box that you know is going to swing, it, it, gets, uh, it gets as close to – uh, maybe not getting there, but as close to game-like as possible, you know. So when it comes to them uh, and their effort level uh, and how they're feeling moving off of the mound towards home plate, we're getting as close to as possible that, that we possibly can. Um, the next step would just actually be, you know, game situations where they're reacting to the ball as well. But that's why we feel really confident with our guys and where they're at because the intensity has picked up gradually and it's to a point that they're ready and they would be ready to get in a game-like setting once that that time would come. Oscar Marine, our guest, Pirates pitching coach, um, how much time would you need to turn this thing around? Let's just say players and owners, they come to an agreement, okay, we're ready to go, spring training 2.0. How long do you imagine that lasting? What needs to happen in spring training 2.0 to have pitchers game ready? Uh, I think it, what needs to happen is what, it's what's been happening already for us. Uh, we feel pretty confident of whatever timeline they would give us, we would be ready to get in games uh, within that stretch. Um, we've heard, you know, and obviously I think everybody's heard the, the three to four week uh, timeline possibly that we would get. And that, that would be sufficient enough for, for our guys, especially where we're at and where we, we have been building our guys up to. 
And what would uh, the game intensity look like uh, right out of the gate? Would it be what we would normally see on opening day, April 1st? Would it be five innings, 100 pitches? Or would there still be a gradual buildup where guys would be conceivably on some stricter up limits or, or, or pitch count limits? I, I think that would all be determined by the, the timeline and the progression that we uh, that we would have, right? So depending on how how much time we would get and where uh, our guys could possibly get to, and depending on when they come in, where they're at, right? It's it's all depending on not having setbacks. So um, what it would look like, I think it would all depend on the individual. Uh, if some guys don't have setbacks, I, I think uh, more of the normal um, five to six around that uh, ninety to one hundred range would be a, a good range to think about. But we don't know. That, that's something that we would know uh, once we get into spring training and we start getting to the end of where guys are actually at. Just because um, just we're talking about, you know, getting into live BPs, we're facing hitters, we're getting after it. Um, but once we get into that game setting where we have to do a lot more things, uh, might change things a little bit too. And the other thing I think the variables that we all have to think about as well, it's not just the – getting on the mound facing hitters in game-like situations, but the variables of, you know, um, conditioning, uh, lifting weights that, that are going to be uh, really put into the mix as well that uh, we have to think about. Yeah, Oscar Marine is with us, and you have to do all of this with perhaps the most coveted commodity in all of sport, and that is major league pitching, right? Everybody wants it. Um, you, ha- you, you protect it as much as you possibly can. How conservative – are you, the Pirates organization, Derek, Ben Charrington, being because this is so unknown and uh, with these unknowns and these questions, uh, you have to be delicate. You have to be careful. Uh, how much caution is being exercised and and how uh, conservative are you guys being with, with these these assets, essentially, is, is what these players and individuals are? I think I think – that has already started since the moment we we kind of guided our guys to having a plan and they're building up this progression of where they were at. So um, we have talked as a group, uh, you know, as a coaching staff with the performance group, our trainers, our strength and conditioning group, and that's how we came up with the progression that we, um, at the end of the day, started doing uh, two weeks after you know we we were we were home. And that gradually get, got us into the point that we're at now. Um, the thought process behind it was, was very detailed. It was, it was something that we didn't take lightly. And that's why we feel really confident as a group and our whole team working as a group, our organization working as a group to make sure these guys had the best detailed and uh, gradual buildup that can get us to a certain intensity that would be safe. Oscar Marina, our guest here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan and Bucko Talk. Oscar, what do you anticipate, assuming baseball is being played, uh, whether it's 60 games, whether it's 70 games, whether it's 66 and a half, I mean, who knows? I'm not going to put you in that situation to answer those questions because you, you don't know. You're going to show up, do your job whenever they tell you to, to, to do that. But we, we certainly know that if baseball is to be played, it's going to be a very abbreviated season. It is going to be a sprint. It is not going to be the marathon. So I'm curious as to what you – find yourself doing from a strategic standpoint uh, as to how you deploy pitching 
what your role along with Derek Shelton will be to try to maximize that from an X's and O's perspective? Yeah, so, um, I mean, one of the things right now is just breaking down our guys. Um, and, for one, having them understand, you know, strengths and, and what they should usage-wise increase certain things with or decrease with certain pitches or whatnot. Uh, that's number one. And when it comes to just, uh, you know, figuring out a game plan for the games or for the season, uh, I think that's all going to come as we talk together as a group and when we get our guys in uh, to maximize uh, some of the guys that we will have and maybe possibly, you know, um, maybe a one-inning guy being a four-out, a four five-out guy, you know. that Those are certain things that we're looking into, and uh, we're breaking down the information to be able to um, – to be able to figure that out and what would be the best aspects and what type of situations we would be in depending on, you know, either pitch counts on the starter or uh, just depending on what the schedule would look like. You know, are there going to be doubleheaders or not? Like all those things that come into mind, um, we have to think about. And I think right now what we're doing is breaking down our guys uh, within ourselves and with our analytical group to figure out what would be the best scenarios for our guys. You you know, and, I don't think it's just the Pirates. I think it's just all the teams in general are going to have to really look into maximizing their entire pitching staff and not just traditionally looking at it like we always have, right? Because we, we, we are going to have a shorter season. But uh, just coming up with different ideas and, and, and seeing wh- who fits in, in, in some better spots. Yeah, you anticipated being different, it sounds like. Do you anticipate it, Oscar, being drastically different? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so, but um, that's something that we have to talk about and, and go from there. You know, it's just abbreviated, and, and things are just going to be uh, different just overall as, as in the season. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's going to almost feel like when you have a shortened season, like every game it has a little bit more significance than before. So I think those are the things that, that may change. Are there analytics that you can run for this? So, for instance, um, you can run – analytics for what may or may not work in a postseason series you know a one game wild card situation uh a five game nlds or a a best of seven um you certainly have plenty of of data points to draw from on 162 but not anything 60 or, or 70 is there any data that you can actually draw upon that's useful that's a worthy sample size to guide you uh, in making some of these decisions that you're going to try to sift through? Dan, we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dan, we're going to find out. We're uh, definitely going to look into it and then work it from there. Uh, like he, I said, no, I don't think anybody's ever had a season like this. So uh, I think a, a lot of teams are, are, are thinking the same way. We're going to find out. Right. I mean, right. Because, you know, you, you, you use uh, – you know, data points, and you're looking at some numbers, and that's largely dependent on sample size and, and previous history. And with this being completely unprecedented, you're trying to formulate your decisions, I guess, based on some form of fact, right? And you don't have that, right? So in many yeah. – I mean, you're going from the seat of your pants. That and then traditionally just uh... – traditionally just going into what we've always done right and just try to make the best matchups as possible as well as they come yeah um drawing it up in the dirt i guess uh it's probably an uncomfortable feeling in this day and age of baseball right it's 2020 
and you think you have all the answers and you could probably find them somehow, some way. But I'm, I'm assuming, Oscar, correct me if I'm wrong, that um, you're, you're maybe looking for answers that you just don't have. So you have to improvise quite a bit here over the last four months. And that's the beauty of our sport, though. You know, that's the beauty of our sport just in baseball in general. Just It's just finding ways to get things done and formulating plans as you go in and making sure you're you're diving into every possible thing you can you you can to come up with uh, the best case scenarios for for your team as well. How would... um, and this happens throughout the, this happens throughout the season too. You know, playing the cat and mouse game between matchups in in a certain division, right? You may have the right plan the first series against the team, and then the next time out, they might be planning just to attack that that uh, strength that you had last time. So it goes back and forth, and that's the beauty of our game that we're able to do that, and that's what makes it fun. How would you describe this experience as a major league pitching coach, let alone it being your first year as one? <laughs> it's, it's, it's been different. I, I think that's all I can say. You know, everything else, um, not so different. You know, the, the building relationships with, with the players, uh, building relationships with the staff. Um, but just in itself, I mean, it's we're in the middle of a pandemic. We we're in spring training. We had to get sent home. We are coaching via, you know, Zoom. uh, you know, Zooms, uh, FaceTime through our phones. It's, it's different. I, I would just have to say it's different, you know, but again, it would different. doesn't mean we, we can't, we can uh, get things done and get the things that we've been uh, working on throughout this entire time or that we want to in spring. And I think that's where myself and, and our, both and Coach Justin Message have done a great job of being able to communicate with our guys and just keep working on things um, throughout this entire time and not just, you know, hey, we'll just see you when we see you. You know, I, I feel like we've, we've done a really good job of connecting with our guys and making sure they continued working on the things they needed to work on. And um, we feel like we're in a pretty good spot when we see each other again to where once we start uh, – the next spring training, I guess, I think it would just be training, right? It's not spring anymore, but right. um, that we could get just into, all right, let's get into game mode and and, and uh, pick up the intensity from there. Oscar, has it been a fascinating time for you? It has been a fascinating time. Absolutely. Oscar, Absolutely. Oscar has it been an exhausting time for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think mentally at times. Uh, yes, because you want to be with your guys so bad. You know, like as a coach, I know uh, Mess feels the same way. As a coach, you, you want to be around your guys. You want to talk baseball. You want to you wanna start, you know, seeing what they feel as they're moving and stuff like that. So, um, you know, not, not being with them uh, every single time during a side because you'll, you'll, you, you may have 20 guys throwing the side all at the same time and, and after that, you're getting phone calls from so-and-so, so-and-so, hey, how did it go? What did you feel? This and that. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, as a coach, you really want to feel and be in the grind with your guy. And uh, I think that's what we've been missing uh, since we've been on this pandemic. But other than that, we've been trying to maximize the time we have over the phone and Zoom and, and trying to iron out things that, that we have to iron out. And we feel extremely good about it. Uh, so I asked you fascinating, asked you exhausting. Uh, how has has it been rewarding, Oscar, these four months? Absolutely, because at the same time, it's it's 
it's a it's a camaraderie you're still getting, and, and this gave us the opportunity as well as we're communicating with our players to get to know them a little bit better as well, to get to know them and have more conversations because, you know, you have to have the conversation. Not every conversation is just going to be baseball, you know. You might start it with the baseball and how your bullpen went, how'd you feel, and then it goes to, you know, family or what you do today. Like, you know, what are your plans for the weekend? And, and I, I think that's uh, the rewarding part of everything that's happening right now too is that we're still coaching, but we're also getting to know our players a little bit more as well since we've had the time to do so. Yeah, yeah that's a great point. And, Oscar, I appreciate you making some uh, time here um, because I know that you've got a lot of plates spinning, as we've just articulated here over the last 20 minutes or so. So hopefully uh, things will return to normal. Hopefully you'll be in the dugout. Hopefully you'll be able to make your debut along with your manager, Derek Shelton, uh, as, as a first-year big league pitching coach and uh we wish you plenty of success. Thanks so much for the time, and uh, we'll be in touch. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, and, and looking forward to being in the dugout as well. All right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.